News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, Tom and Molly Martins were sent back to jail yesterday evening for the manslaughter of Limerick man Jason Corbett. I spoke to Brian Carroll, journalist in North Carolina, a little bit earlier and started by asking him to tell us what transpired in court. Well, I think it's such a pity that the judge didn't allow cameras or audio recording into the court today because, honestly, it's one of the most uh, dramatic and moving things I've witnessed in my life to see these two kids, uh, Jason Corbett's children, Jack and Sarah, stand up and address the court and address Tom and Molly Martins and finally get a chance to tell their side of the story after waiting for eight years to get justice for their father. They've had to to wait and sit through eight days of testimony about how their father was uh, brutally beaten to death with a baseball bat and a brick on August 2nd, 2015. And within days of that murder, the Martins family began a social media campaign where they were tweeting and posting on Facebook about Jason being a domestic abuser. Now, there is no evidence whatsoever that Jason was ever a, a domestic abuser. The only evidence that was introduced in court was a tape recording of Jason shouting at Molly uh, and them having a loud argument. There was no physical altercation whatsoever. Uh, And even the judge pointed out that there is no married couple anywhere who hasn't at some point raised their voice to one another and uh, come engaged in an argument. So not only have the the Martins... uh, killed Jack and Sarah's father. They have set about assassinating his character and they have used Jack and Sarah as the principal weapons in that assassination. Yeah. Because within days of killing, um, the next day, in fact, Jack and Sarah were brought to uh, and put in the custody of uh, Molly Martins, her father, Tom, and his wife, Sharon Martins. And while they were in the custody of the Martins, they were coached and threatened and told that if they did not tell social workers that Jason had hit Molly, that he had pushed Molly, that he had been angry all the time, that he would lose his temper over small things like a light being left on or bills not being paid on time, the children were told that they would be taken away from their mother. Now, these were two kids who were eight and 10 years old on the other side of the world with absolutely no family. We should just for accuracy say that they aren't being sent to prison for murder. They're being sent to prison for manslaughter. Um, the testimony in, in the victim impact statements from the two children strongly, strongly contradicted the um, the defence's position on what the children thought. Isn't that correct, Brian? Absolutely. Uh, both children, um, Jack was particularly strong about uh, how he was abused by Molly Martins, not by his father, uh, that his father had never um, shown any signs of uh, physical violence whatsoever. And in fact, Molly had would regularly beat Jack in the home and set, uh, Molly had a, a policy of trying to separate Sarah and Jack. She would treat them differently. The prosecution put it that they, she was trying to triangulate the children and their father to separate them from them fa- from their father and from each other. Okay, um, and Brian, exactly. h- how did how did Molly and Tom Martins react to Jack and Sarah's statement? Well, it was fascinating because Molly was sentenced first, and they were both sentenced to a minimum sentence of fifty-one months, to, rising to seventy-four maximum, and they've already served forty-four months. 
So it is feasible that they will be released within seven months. Molly was absolutely hysterical throughout Sarah and Jack's victim impact statements. She kept sobbing loudly, so loudly at one point that she was drowning out what Jack and Sarah were saying. Molly, when she was sentenced, um, she began sobbing again, stood up, a sheriff approached her and placed the handcuffs on her. She tried to remain in the court to hear what sentence her father gave, but the sheriff ushered her out and did not allow her to stay. But it was very interesting that there was absolutely no contact between Tom and Molly. He, uh, Tom did not look at her, didn't express any uh, empathy for her situation. He then stood and he received the same sentence. And he, uh, as is, has been his demeanour throughout since 2015, he stood up very calmly, removed his jacket, took his wallet out of his back pocket and handed both to his son. He then whispered in his wife's ear and he told her everything will be okay. He then stood, put his wrists together and they put the handcuffs on him and he was led away. Um, and for a okay. man who the court said was had a 30-year career, distinguished stellar career in law enforcement, this was him on the other side of justice. Okay. And and maybe lastly, when will we find out exactly how long they will serve? Because because we're hearing it's somewhere between, uh, is it seven from now going forward, between seven and 23 months. When will we find out exactly how long the Martins will remain in prison, Brian? When they were sentenced to 20 to 25 years, um, it's up to the, uh, the DOJ, the Department of Justice, to decide whether somebody can be released at the minimum point of their sentence. So it, it won't be a decision that's made by the prosecution or the defence. It'll be made by the Department of Corrections. Brian Carroll, journalist from North Carolina, speaking to me a little bit earlier on News Talk Breakfast. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.